The following audio recording is classified documentation for case with the enclosure. Unauthorized access to this information will lead to immediate intervention. Progress further if proper clearance has been given. So today I'm actually recording this from the lab. I've had the room to myself for hours, just as it's been for a while now. Ever since my little vacation, I've had more and more lab time to myself. It's nice, but also I just feel more lonely. I can play my music or whatever, but I do almost miss Dr. Castillo's presence. I guess I'd just gotten used to it, no matter how weird it is at times. But having Grove around has helped immensely with the loneliness at home, at least. He's super cuddly, which I never expected from a literal hellhound, but Milo did mention the possibility of me being touch-starved, which might also explain why the attention just feels so weird. I had never even heard of that before. I mean, Dr. Damon has never brought it up, but again, knowing that most hellhounds are not at all the cuddly sort, Oh, well, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Oh, uh, hey, Jamie. Sorry. Oh, shit. Um, hey, uh, sorry. I thought this lab would be empty. I mean, I normally would be out on the field at this time, but it's a bit too cold today. Can I help you with something? No, no, no. To be honest, I kind of steal your office to nap during my break. This weather is killer on my body and I'm just, well, I'm tired. Uh, well, if you need a nap, I can keep quiet. Or I mean, I could even duck out if you'd prefer. I don't want to stop you from getting any rest if you need it. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's fine. I'm, I'll just go grab a cup of coffee. You want a cup? I can grab one for you. No problem. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be nice, actually. How you take it? Just grab a handful of sugar and some things of creamer. I like it pretty sweet. You got it. We get crap coffee anyways. I'll be back. Thanks. That's Dr. Everett. Though she never really lets me call her that. She's great. We've talked a few times in the hall, mostly. Sometimes we catch each other in the elevator or end up chatting at the coffee machine. We've never hung out outside of work, though. I mean... Hell, the only co-worker I've ever hung out with is Milo. We, we, we didn't hang out much when we were lab partners, but we started hanging out more recently. I don't know if I'd prefer to have them as a lab partner again or what we have now. It's nice to have, I don't know, friends? Anyways, the weather's getting colder, so we've been working inside more. Yeah, we, we bundle up and go out sometimes, but not as much as we were a month or so ago. I've mostly been working with Dr. Castillo to go over old recordings that we gathered. With us being lab partners, we typically are also project partners, though not exclusively. It seems like recently she's been assigned to a project that's more in line with what she used to be doing. Something far less dangerous, which she seems to be very happy about. Whatever it is, it's keeping her out of the lab a good amount. So here I am alone, as usual. After I got back from my little vacation, I went to see Dr. Damon for another appointment. She asked what I got up to, 
So I told her about taking in a dog. I didn't tell her about how Grove isn't, you know, like most dogs, but I told her how nice it is to have Grove around. I mean, heck, that dog knows when I'm waking up from a nightmare and is always by my side. I thought that she'd be happy about it, but she seemed, I don't know, disappointed? She asked if I thought that I really needed to keep a dog around just to manage. Her tone was concerned, but her words, I don't know, it just, it made me feel bad about having Grove around. It made me feel bad for finding him so comforting. I told her, I guess not, but it does really help. I've also gotten pretty attached to Grove. It's just nice to have him around, even when I'm not in a panic or whatever. She gave a soft sigh and then just moved on as if she wasn't happy about my answer. Even though she's always taking so many notes, I don't know how much of me she really remembers. Like, she doesn't really mention my friends by name, ever. I say names like Holly or Darius, or I mention Laura and Esther, and I always have to re-explain who they are. Holly, you know, the person from the snipe hunt, or Darius, you know, the guy that I hung out with on his birthday. And she just takes more notes. I hardly feel like I'm getting much from her anymore. She asked me about the audio journal again, and actually seemed pretty happy that I'm still taking her advice. And listen, I, I, I get it. I get it. It feels really good to know that someone is taking your professional advice, and doing this really does help. But I don't like how she presses on it. I mean, I almost want to stop doing this out of sheer spite sometimes. After a bit of talking, Dr. Damon mentioned that there's going to be a change in our sessions. My stomach sank. She said that I need to come in more frequently, which was weird considering the fact that I feel like I'm doing fine. In fact, I feel like I'm doing better, but she's insisted that I need more help in this whole remembering thing. Help that she alone can't provide, apparently. I don't know, maybe she could have provided the help if she tried to actively help me remember instead of just leaving me to remember naturally. <sighs> so now there's going to be another person getting involved. I haven't met him yet. I meet him my next session. Apparently, he's helped patients who have received injuries that have caused memory issues in the past. <laughs> I wanted to ask why I didn't just see him from the get-go, but whatever. <sighs> Next session, I am meeting a Mr. Liam Zimmer. Not a doctor, like most of the people around here end up being. He's a psychologist, though. And according to Damon, he's a damn good one. Though those weren't her exact words, of course. She spoke highly of his abilities, though by her tone, I can't tell how she personally feels about Mr. Zimmer. She's not as blatant in her cheerful disliking of things as Dr. Castillo is. <sighs> Mr. Zimmer will focus on my amnesia, Dr. Damon will work on my other day-to-day -day evaluations, and Dr. Rahal is still my general physician for these headaches and whatever else happens. Speaking of headaches, they've kinda come back again. Not as fiercely as before, more annoying than anything else, really. Not debilitating by any means, but by gods are they a nuisance. Amir's trying to help me find other methods of dealing with them, since medicine doesn't really work. 
started drinking more water, which I'm objectively just bad at drinking enough water in general. <laughs> I also have started some light workouts, like twice a week. Nothing too strenuous, just enough to get the blood pumping. <sighs> it kind of sucks, but I know it'll get easier over time. Amir said that all of my vitals are normal, which is definitely good, but like, I don't know. Still a bit annoying sometimes that I can't look over my own records. I think next time I get a scan done, I'm going to ask to see it. I don't think that he's the kind of person to keep things from his own patients, so I'm sure he'll show me if I just ask. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I looked up Mr. Zimmer in the work database. After trying to look into Dr. Kelder, I've gotten a bit curious to look and see what I can find about others. And if this guy is going to be helping me do a deep dive into my own brain, yeah, I want to know about him. It says he's been with the Enclosure for a few years, mostly working in rehabilitation, but that doesn't explain why they didn't have me see him sooner. Like, if he's literally in the rehabilitation program, what the hell have they been considering my case, huh? According to his records, there was a period of time a couple of years ago that he was involved in some highly guarded cases, not the general, you know, can't discuss my patient's work file thing, but I mean, high level clearance, password guarded. <laughs> the enclosure seems to really shuffle people around a lot. A lot of his methods, by what I could find, seem to be experimental. So, when I say how unsure I am about all this, I cannot emphasize how much I'm not exactly feeling this one. I hate sudden change, and this is kind of a big deal. They didn't even ask if I wanted this. They just told me that this is how it was going to be. Not even Dr. Demon seems too thrilled, but considering how often she seems huffy with me, that might just be her usual state. She's rarely pleased with any progress I make. She used to at least seem curious, but nowadays she's more and more sensitive to me developing my own coping mechanisms outside of what she suggests. And I don't know, it just doesn't feel very good. And it's not like that I can find another therapist anyways. I mean, Wichden has a fairly small but a very good network of counselors and social workers, but not any that I could see about my specific needs. To say I need specialists is putting it lightly. I feel like anyone outside of the enclosure just wouldn't be able to help. I mean, if they are from outside of the enclosure, I can't tell them anything. I wouldn't be able to explain what I do at work. I can't go into my personal relationships or being affected by these things. The headaches, the bad dreams, the not remembering anything. <sighs> so Dr. Damon and Mr. Zimmer, it is. But I'm also doing more at home to try and work on that stress, which is actually really helping. Again, Grove has been a huge help. He always seems to know when I need him the most, and he'll pull me back into the moment. It's nice. And I've been spending some time with Holly, Darius, and some other folks in town. I've gotten this weekly routine of stopping by Mrs. Webbington's bakery to pick up some sweets, and also, at least once a week, stopping by the Chronicle Inn for a meal to see Laura and Esther. I'm starting with the people and places that I'm most comfortable before I start branching out. Though I'll admit, whenever I go to the Chronicle Inn, uh, I can't help but consider booking myself a room again and seeing if I could speak with the blue lady. I mean, at least to get her name. At least to ask more questions. Should I get on that?
<laughs> I mean, no time like the present. I'm also working to not lose myself to fixations, uh, trying to balance work-related studies and, well, I guess, studies of myself, uh, balancing all that out with relaxing things. I got another crossword book from Christine. I have no idea where she keeps getting them, but they're, they're great, honestly. It's been a bit harder to focus on them recently, but I am going to try. I have tried cooking more, but I'm not really good at it. As Holly would say, I somehow burn water, but Darius has offered to come by and teach me some recipes, so we're gonna hang out here soon so that he can help me learn some basic dishes. And considering that Holly wasn't too phased by the children knocking at the door, in fact, they said it was cool, it makes me feel a little better at the idea of Darius actually spending some time over at my place. Grove is very protective of me, but he got along very well with Holly and doesn't seem to have much issue with people when I'm walking him. I'm, I'm pretty sure that it won't be an issue when Darius comes by. I warned him, but he seems excited to meet Grove, so we'll see how that goes. I feel like it'll go well. I think you're soon. I have to go back out onto the field, though. Not today but I'm expecting within the next few weeks. A file that I have here is something about some kids wandering the woods not too terribly far away from here, so I think I'll be going out to investigate that soon. The file says something here about them being the ghosts of victims of some unethical doctor that tested on children suffering from a hydrocephalus, or water in the brain. An old haunted mansion with a wide range of things, but the most notable are the lingering spirits of those kids. Or it may actually be the kids themselves, immortal or transformed into whatever it may be. So I'm probably going to be going out and taking a look at that here soon. But I'm not going to worry about it until I get that official email telling me to head out. Well, uh, a new therapist, potential lead. Uh, well, my week other than that was great. I didn't really record much after I took Grove in. I hung out with Holly. We watched a few weird movies, played some video games together. They brought over their own gaming system and we just hooked it up to my TV. It was a lot of fun and they got along very well with Grove. We did talk a bit about the whole gendered language issue. I started it by telling them about my whole situation with Naming Grove, and it kind of just naturally led to the broader discussion of it. I also brought it up with Milo a little while later, and both Holly and Milo asked if I'm non-binary. I wasn't expecting that question. I also wasn't expecting how right it would feel when I looked into it. Like, I don't mind people calling me sir or he all that much, but I just don't feel like the man that they see me as. Holly asked if I wanted to try they, them pronouns instead, but the pronouns aren't really what matters that much. I mean, as long as the person is addressing me in a way that I find respectful, I don't really care much about pronouns. Milo made a similar offer saying that if I ever wanted to try a new name or different pronouns to just let them know. I like my name. It's something that I have that's me, 
the only real tie that I have to my past, you know? And the pronouns thing? We'll see. Haven't talked to Dr. Damon about it yet. I really don't know if she'll care either way. In the dismissive way, not the accepting way. I have a feeling that Dr. Rahal would be accepting. Uh, he seems like the sort of type, the sort of person that would be accepting on this sort of thing. Might talk to Darius about it too. I don't know, I just have a feeling that he'd understand. Or at least be willing to listen. We've been starting to really open up to each other more about stuff, getting more personal. With that said, I really don't know how much longer I can keep him entirely in the dark about my whole amnesia thing. He's smart. He's definitely gotta notice that I don't talk about my past. I'm surprised that he doesn't find me boring as hell, to be completely honest. I mean, I'm glad he doesn't. I'm glad he likes to hang out. Speaking of ties to the past, last time that I was at the Chronicle Inn to pick up more dog treats for Grove, because I may or may not give him more treats than would be healthy for a normal dog, spoiled rotten, I caught a glimpse of the inn's guest book. Names dated back many years, and it was also strange to look over my own entry. I almost hadn't written in it, but Esther reminded me on my way out a while ago to fill it out. And how could I say no? It got me thinking. Like, should I go back? The blue lady insisted that she knew me, and that must mean that she knows more about this whole situation. Since my headaches have been a lot better, it might be a good time to go check in again and see what I can, you know, figure out from her. Figure out what she knows in a way that wouldn't leave me just with more questions like last time. Hell, maybe I could call work and see if they want to come fix some of my housing again. I'm sure Esther and Laura wouldn't mind if I brought Grove. I mean, he may be huge, but he's a really well-behaved softy most of the time. He does wander off at night, likely to do general hellhound things, but he hasn't caused much trouble. At least that's nothing that's gotten back to me. Well... I'll look into that. I'm also pretty excited for time with Darius. I don't know if he'll stay the night like Holly did. My couch is pretty cozy. I mean, I doze off on it all the time. But with the knocking at night and everything else, I don't... I'm worried I'd scare him off. I wasn't too worried about scaring Holly off with just um, how they generally are. But I don't know how Darius would be about it. I guess all that I can do is just give him a heads up and let him decide if he wants to chance it. I mean, Holly's been trying to get Darius and I to hang out more for whatever reason. Oh, uh, alright, time to start getting ready for lunch. Um, I guess I might as well wrap up. This is Dr. Er oh, uh... You won't believe the gossip I've got. I had a run-in with Todd in the elevator and- <laughs> Wow, quickest way to have your day ruined. What did he say? <laughs> well, he saw I wasn't using the wheelchair today, right? So he got all cocky and asked if my legs were finally working today. Even if I wasn't in so much pain, I wouldn't want to deal with that shit. So I asked him when his brain would finally start working. He looked like he was gonna have a conniption. But what's he gonna do? Fire one of his most experienced people? <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I, I would give my whole paycheck to be there next time you pull that. I would... God, I wish that I could say stuff like that to him. Anyway, I was thinking of taking my lunch soon. You want to pick up something in town? Could use the company. Oh, that, that sounds great, yeah. You been to the Royal Cow? They've got some pretty good food, but their desserts are the best. Here, let me just wrap up here and, um... This is Dr. Jared Hell signing off. Jar of Rebuke is written and produced by Casper Oliver, who is also the voice of Dr. Jared Hell. Voice of Dr. Jamie Everett is Jenny O'Sullivan. The intro was read by Vanessa Rosengrant, and credits are read by Ashley Kraft was created the podcast official graphics music was created by luke menace spelled m-e-n-n-i-s-s who you can find and support on bandcamp spotify and twitch follow us on social media for updates you can support us on patreon or pod hero by following the links in our episode description and special thanks to our patreon supporters tristan perry devon Becky, Nico, and Joyce. And now, if you've been enjoying Jar of Rebuke, check out this other queer horror podcast. Hi there, my name is Remy Stanford. I'm the creator of this podcast, and I'll be your host in the upcoming weeks. So, what is the spooky sapphic storyteller? Well, for now, it's just me and my dog Ollie chatting to a microphone alone in my cabin in the woods. Well, I'll be the one chatting, not Ollie so much. (laughs) Anyway, being one of the very, very few gay people in North Carolina is pretty lonely, so I thought I'd start sharing my experiences. Hearing other people's stories helped me so much when I was in the process of coming out, so I figured I'd give my own show a shot. Of course, this isn't just for people new to the community. We'll be diving into a variety of LGBTQ topics, such as mental health, friendship, and queer representation in the media. My goal is to create a discussion around these topics, and I hope you'll participate through social media. I'll also try my best to get my friend Bowie Bird on here, both for the gay stuff and the paranormal. While we both work as reporters right now, we kind of have a little side gig looking into paranormal activity. North Carolina may be a little bit lacking in the queer population, but it has lots of cool, creepy folklore. And being out in the woods and working in an old small town, we're bound to stumble across something spooky soon. So stick around to hear more about LGBTQ topics, living in the middle of nowhere, and whatever ghostly happenings Bowie and I come across. Episode 1 will launch on Monday, September 14th. In the meantime, come say hi on Twitter at TSSS underscore pod, or on Instagram at Spooky Sapphic Storyteller. Talk to you again soon, and until then, stay spooky! <laughs>